there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I am Cam. Welcome, folks. We've got a real cracker for you this week, I think. Do we? Yeah, we're going to be talking about Luna Park and the Luna Park fire. In Sydney, Luna Park, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah, I thought we were doing Melbourne. I looked it up and I'm like, oh, it's Sydney. There is a haunted, there is a ghost story at Luna Park, Melbourne. Oh, okay. Maybe for another day or maybe as a Patreon extra during the week. Yeah. And we're also we, last week we talked about uh, dodgy Nazi scientists. Every week we talk about dodgy Nazi <laughs> scientists, I feel like. Uh, this week we're going to talk about dodgy Nazi magicians. And some even, I, there's a few dodgy Nazi scientists in here, but they're like, these are super dodgy ones. These, aren't, these guys aren't coming out with Lyme disease. No, <laughs> no. They're coming up with worse things that are far more impractical. Yeah. But before we get into all of that, uh, just a reminder that we now have a Patreon. Yes. That is sick AF. It is. Uh, So much cool swag and extra bits. I'm wearing a cool cooked unit pin right now. So am I. So am I. Cooked unit boys. Uh, $6.66 and up gets a pin. Yep. Yep. And a button. And a button. $3.33 $3.33 and up gets a sick button. You mm-hmm. actually join Button Club. Yeah. Because <laughs> we found that we like making buttons so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is awesome. Button Club. <laughs> We're just going to keep sending you buttons and the only way you'll be able to stop is by cancelling your Patreon. And even then, we may just continue <laughs> sending you buttons. We may not get the notification and just keep yeah, sending you buttons. You may just be getting buttons for the rest of your life. And extra content. Extra content. Everyone gets a special wrap-up show every week. Yep. Patreon.com slash Hypothapod. And, of course, we also have the $33 tier for the cookedest of units. Yeah. And we would like to thank Tom for essentially producing the show. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a stack of swag coming Tom's way that we're we're curating very heavily. Yeah. I'm we're, taking a little field trip to curate some more tomorrow. Yeah, nice. There's, yeah, it's, gro- it's growing into a nice little bundle of stuff. I almost want to sign up for $33 (laughs) so I can get some of this stuff. Shall we get into it? Yeah, we shall. All right, let's talk about the Luna Park fire. Yeah, so 1979, June 9th. Mm -hmm. Yep. A few days before I was born. Really? Yep. 
Oh, we've missed your birthday recently. Yep. Happy birthday. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, yeah, so the ghost train at Luna Park, Sydney. Business as usual. Yep. Catches on fire. That's not business as usual. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's not right. Something's wrong right there. The spookiness is the business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Spookiness, you go in there, you want to get scared. You're like, ooh, this is a bit scary. You don't want to get scared to death. <laughs> <Can> someone's <laughs> is that smoke? Yeah. That's not that's not good. No. So anyway, the ghost train burns down and seven people are killed, yep. six children and one adult. And the other people on the ride uh managed to make it managed out. to get out. Yeah. Mm. Um It's not a good tragic s- accident. Yeah. Not a good spot for there to be a fire. Cause it's even though like there is like a straight sort of it's not really a straight line to follow for one thing. No. And there's shit everywhere. Yeah. And probably like part of the problem was that there was no fire suppression yeah. technology at I, all. I think there had been a bit of a review into the place before that, which yeah. showed that it was terribly unfire safe. About a year earlier, they were told that uh, if they didn't put in fire suppression stuff, there was going to be a fire. Yeah. Cut to a year later and there is a fire yep. and seven people lose their life. Um, what makes the fire, what makes this a weird thing worthy of our show, boys? Well, there's sort of, I feel like there's three conspiracies. Right. In increasing levels of cookness. <laughs> uh, one is that, all right, there's the boringest conspiracy, which is probably true, which is after it happened, no one was really held responsible. Mm. It did get brought up at like corruption inquiries yeah. later on down the track where they found that not a good enough job had been done yeah. investigating anything. Because they they investigated as, as recently as like the 90s or the early 2000s, I think. Yeah, yeah. it kept on getting reopened because I think they like reopened it in the 90s and they're like, yeah, definitely there was a bit of probably some corruption mm. involved, but uh, you know, there's nothing that can be done about it. And I think it even then got reopened later again because they're like, oh, we still actually hadn't solved corruption in the 90s. <laughs> and possibly part of the reason why they... Couldn't find anyone responsible for the corruption from the seventies and the nineties was that they were corrupt as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, there was an underworld figure that yeah. loved lighting fires. So this is the that's the second sort of. Conspiracy. Oh, okay, that's the I, second. I think this is the second one. Oh, okay, then there's four. So the first. Yeah, I thought the I thought the underworld guy trying to get the lease of Luna Park was the first boring, most obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. So what level, are you going with? Level one, I think, is there was an accident, and right. but the fact that no one was held responsible. Because clearly there were people that were responsible. They cut corners and they yeah. didn't implement anything. Yeah. That's a literal conspiracy that they no one of them was ever prosecuted due to corruption. Right. Just like JFK. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Mm. Uh, the second conspiracy, so Abe Saffron, yeah. the crime figure, who I think was in one of the underbellies. Right. Um, Those just, lovable rogues. Just flicking a lighter <laughs> in the corner. Well, he, I mean, he... I don't know if he was an if he was in love with fire, but he certainly, when it came time to pull any sort of insurance job, he wasn't like, "Oh, let's drive this into the river." Yeah, it's like, what if we just lit it out of fire? I think he was he was associated with seven other arson attacks in like the in the two years following months, the yeah. Australian fire. Yeah, so it was his uh, niece, right? His niece come out and said in two thousand seven, "Yeah, what? I think I think oh, yeah. my uncle burned down in a park, and then she later." I think retracted that. Yeah, name. she took it all back. Yeah. Um, so I think someone, uh, former park uh, artist called Martin Sharp, had claimed that Saffron approached the owner 
several years before the fire offering to buy the park, um, but was refused. Abe Saffron is not a good name for a gangster. No, it doesn't sound tough at all. Yeah. Good name for a celebrity chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How good would that be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use Saffron? No, I hate it. No. Yeah. It's dogged me my whole life. Yeah. It's like if I was a celebrity chef and my name was Jeff Coriander. <laughs> well, if it helps, I believe that his nickname was Mr. Sin. Right. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. better, right? Yeah, yeah. He probably went by Mr. Sin. Everyone's like, hey, Abe, it's Mr. Sin. <laughs> Mr. Saffron? <Yeah>. No. <laughs> oh, it's Saffron. <laughs> Shut up, it's Sin. So the idea with- Trying to make it a thing. <laughs> <laughs> the idea with his involvement is that uh, once the ghost train burnt down, the ownership or the like- the lease on the park was transferred because they took it off the people that had it. Mm. The idea was that it would then go into his thing and he would control it. But I don't think he, I don't think he ended up with it. No, mm. it went to some other park management company. Yeah, so it didn't work. But that seems fairly plausible. The fact that like a family member, because I also feel like if you're the niece of Mister Sin, the King of the Cross, you don't want to finger that guy. <laughs> Fuck up. What? <laughs> That's what you say. You don't want to finger him for the crime. No, yeah. I think if you you've if you've already got like all of this dirty laundry yeah. in your family background, you're probably not going to come out and say, "Oh, and by the way, like the murders of seven innocent people." Also, that was my family as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you actually think that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if you do think it is, maybe just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Don't be a nut. Yeah. You're going to be very unpopular at a bloody. Passover dinner. <laughs> okay, so first level, maybe a fault, maybe covered up, maybe burned down by uh, Mr. Sin. Just that also on Mr. Sin, in 85, uh, New South Wales MP Michael John Hatton come out and claimed that Mr. Sin, I'll, I'll help him yeah. get Mr. Sin off the ground. Yeah, He's a, he's a worthy bit, bloke. Bit I, think he, I think he got it off the ground. He did? He was All like right. one of the biggest gangster in Sydney. Okay, well, Mr. Saffron... Had yeah. beneficial ownership of the park. He is dead though, so you don't have to be that respectful. Yeah. You don't have to worry about him. Little AB Saffron. Yeah. So the M- this MP come out and said that he had beneficial ownership of the park, which sprung an inquiry, which found that people related to him were involved in supplying the pinball machines and all the arcade stuff there, but he didn't actually have any sort of ownership at all. I love that supplying pinball machines is a classic mafia racket. Yeah. But it's also kind of lame in modern times. But back then, it's like, yeah, good on them. Get How on good would it be racket. though? How good would it be though if you owned a pinball machine company? Ah, oh. pretty, oh, pretty good. I think it'd be good up until the point the mafia came in and said, "Oh, by the way, this is our racket. Yeah, we're yeah, we selling own, all your pinball machines we, we, with cocaine. We own your business. <laughs> no more multi-ball for you." <laughs> for what they say when they're beating you up. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you yelling on the on the ground? Yelling tilt, tilt. <laughs> Bit of pinball gear there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I Classic like it. Classic pinball gear. <laughs> yeah. I'm not connected to that. Oh, really? You never played pinball? No, I'm not connected to that bit that just happened. Oh, okay. I'm separate. Okay. Well, I did, I did multiball. He did tilt. Are you going to? No. Oh. Uh, so what's the the next sort of level of conspiracy then if we're saying there's four levels? Um, well, no, now we've bundled them up into the first. So okay. you got electrical fault. Yep. you got Mr. Saffron. Yep. Then you've got... Oh, I always figure hauntings. Now it's haunted. The park is haunted. All oh, right. Well, and let's talk about that then. Yeah. So um, they, they built something else where the ghost train used to be, right? 
Yeah, I heard con- differing things. Yeah. I read differing things, I should say. One was the big top is there now. Yeah. Or the other one was it's just an office. I think it might have been the big top first. Okay. And now it's offices. Yeah, right. Both things haunted. Yeah. Well, it's the same. Essentially the same burial. Same room. spot. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'd, I don't know, I'd prefer to be in a haunted office than a haunted big top. Yeah. Mm. There's a whole clown situation in the big top that I don't want to fuck with. And lots yeah. of, like, especially if you're in the middle and the seats sort of rise up into the darkness. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be seeing any little ghosts hanging out. Circular laughter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want yeah. I don't want any of that. In an office it's like ugh. Yeah. Staples falling off the desk again. <laughs> I said print in landscape. <laughs> Damn haunted printer. <laughs> um so yeah, there was one story that popped up in a few places that was s- some lady reckoned she was having a sleepover at Luna Park. At her friend's house just near Luna Park. Oh right. And they heard middle of the night. Heard some screams, looked out the window, and they thought they saw a fire, but it was years after. Okay. It was just one of those stories that... Well, it could be a residual haunting effect. I would expect other people to witness that, though. Yeah, like this is one example of some girls at a sleepover. Yeah. What are you suggesting? Famously rational situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that was about, oh, I I got deep into a a forum that was... How old were these girls, though? It did not say at all. Because, I mean, that have, I mean, sure, Sex in the City brought in a new era of adult female friendships. Yes. I feel like if you're having a sleepover, you're a teenager, right, though? Yeah. This is more carry diaries. Mm, no, sleep, sleepovers <laughs> happen when you're like eight or nine. I think that's peak sleepover. Oh, that's earlier than carry diaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying peak sleepover time would be in your teenage years. No, that's. Or sneaking out and partying years. Between years. Twins, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so between eight and 12. The point I'm getting to is these women on the cut, or these young ladies on the cusp of womanhood. Jesus Christ. I didn't didn't think he was going to go there. Who are, are. as a result, more attuned to the ethereal. Yep, that's fair. Yep. That's not a new concept. No, that's a common trope. Yeah. Poltergeists. Yes. Will often attach themselves. So that was like a random story. You know, friend of a friend said this and it just popped up on every cult website. Yeah. But I jumped as some sort of paranormal forum I was reading and someone told the story about this and then, you know, they'd heard that there was paranormal activity there and then someone suggested they do a, a – someone go there as a medium goes there and then no one was around. So then someone else suggested they do a, like a group medium thing where they all try and attune to it. But for some reason that was poorly communicated – and the next three pages of this forum discussion are like people getting passively aggressive, passive aggressive towards each other of like one, someone not really understanding what a group medium thing and saying, I'm not really that skilled. I don't think I can do it. Like, no, this discussion, everyone's up for the discussion. They're like, no, I mean this. And it just went for three pages. <laughs> and then someone's like, oh, okay, cool. Um, well, he's still powerful enough to go and do the thing, like to do the mediuming. And he's like, no, I'm not even in that state. And so what is this conversation? Yeah, come Are, on, guys. Let's get this. Yeah, they just got massively off track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They Did never, the mods step in? No, I think or one of the mods. even mod, an admin? I think one of the mods started it, Ugh. if I'm honest. Some guy it's was. Poorly moderated forum, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. Um, it never got anywhere. And so they never did their group mediuming to chat to the ghosts. Yeah. And it just 
trailed off. So they're stuck on this plane of existence. Astral planes were mentioned. One lady was unhappy. She was only on two astral planes. Yeah. So she wasn't sure if she could join in the group meeting. I mean, yeah, yeah, well, and then someone said, "You can. Well, anyone can join in. It's a group discussion. No, the mediuming. No, V bulletin. Yes, yes. software. Yeah. Did you ever fuck around with a setting they had called send to, send them to the Coventry or something? No. Where it was this thing. I don't know if it was an add on, but you could like instead of banning someone, you could put this setting on for them that like seventy percent of the time they'd get like a four hundred three or a four hundred four error page. <laughs> So they'd try to like log on to, like if someone was a dick all the time, but not a big enough dick to ban, yeah. it would just frustrate the shit out of them because every time they'd try and load the forum, it would just like be like, ah, oh, keep getting errors. Well, it's sort of like the, that was one of the early forms of shadow banning. Right. That idea that you make them think that no one's engaging with them. Right. Mm. But yeah, you just frustrate them until they, yeah, until they leave on their yeah. own. Mm. That way they don't keep on trying to set up new things. I was always partial to the uh, devaler. You could like hit a thing and it would take all the vowels out of everything they'd written. <laughs> it's like they spent so much time writing it and you're like, I'm just taking the vowels out. Classic. Uh, so that's the ghost theory. Yeah. Right. Do we need to set up an, a V bulletin for Hypothopod? Oh, I just tried to set up an angel fire. Yeah. <laughs> and I struggled with the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> gifts are so hard to do an angel fire. Yeah. Like you can't just link the image. How were they doing it back in the 90s? Well, I think they've tried to like modern up their, uh, what do you call that? The GUI. Yeah, yeah, the content management system. Right. And make it easier, but it's not compatible with GIFs. So you actually need to like do some code to get the GIFs working. <sighs> it's like, oh, that's way more than I anticipated. How are we ever going to embed vBulletin code into an Angel Fire page? <laughs> so we've got like. Um, if we do have a vBulletin forum, it will be on that Angel Fire page. Yeah. I've got. Like, you know, all seeing eye triangles that are supposed to rotate and spin. Yeah. Do you have but an they, under construction gif? Oh, uh, yeah, I've got one of those. Yeah, yeah. of course, because it's under construction. But yeah. they're all just static <laughs> all over the page, which is maybe true to the spirit. It's not just an angel fire page, it's like a shit angel <laughs> fire page. <laughs> I've, I'm like, I've tried to do a parody of it and I've made it worse than what I'm trying to parody. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the ghosts. Any, ghosts, more, any no. more on ghosts? No. no more on the ghosts. Let's move up to the final stage of the Lunar Park fire conspiracy. Yeah. The top of the pyramid. So two of the people who died in the fire were John Goodson, God's son, and his children Damien and Craig, along with the other people. Um, sometime after the fire, the mum who didn't go on the ghost train because she had a really intense urge to get some ice cream. Yeah. Wasn't that a weird little tidbit that she added in? Yeah. I just I just wanted an ice cream. So she was in, this is in the early 2000s she was interviewed about this photo that about, we're about to talk about. Oh, so that's a regularly recent thing. Yeah, yeah. So in the, the quote you're saying, she she basically, they all decided to go on one last ride. They chose the ghost ride. Yeah. She's like, oh, I really got to smash down an ice cream. Yeah. She goes, comes back and they've all ditched her. Yeah. And she's all upset. She's like, we've done all the rides together and now they've ditched me. Yeah. Maybe shouldn't have gone and got that ice cream. Yeah, hard, hard to rubbish someone whose family's just died, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Although you seem to find, yeah, it. yeah, I'm going for it. Just, but yeah, yeah. Um, it just seems like a weird little like scenario that's played out there. I think it's probably one of those things that sometimes life doesn't uh, conform to narrative, mm. a neat narrative. Yeah, and also uh, like you say, how it's like a weird little detail. But it's oh like, yeah, I don't think it's proof of anything. No, no, no. But it's something that just to include it in the, the narrative, it's something that. 
they would have thought about intensely why they didn't go on the yeah, ice cream yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because I really wanted that ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream saved your life. Is she, or was she making such a big deal about, no, I had to get an ice cream. I had to get an ice cream, guys. I had to get an ice cream. You saying she's behind it? I'm not saying that at all. Jeepers. Uh, but so after the, the fire and the unfortunate death of her husband and kids, she's like, oh, how do you get this roll of film here? I suppose I should go get it. Might be some cherished memories of my lost loved ones on here that I need to, that I should have around the house. I'll go get, I'll go get the film developed. Down the chemist. Pops down the chemist, sends it off. Yep. Chemist calls in a few days. This is back when you had to wait. <laughs> well, I had to wait for your photos. Are you doing a uh, bloody Norm MacDonald bit? <laughs> He's got a bit just like this. <laughs> um, I bet his bit doesn't end like this though. Pops out the pops out the photos. Just having a flip through. Oh yeah, oh, oh, that was fun. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, little tear. Oh, Jesus Christ! Actually, let's get to the point. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are, oh, I'm sorry to everyone. We. <laughs> We didn't mean this. She flips over to a photo of her son, Damien, who's standing in front of what? A demon? Uh, (laughs) He's a a very muscular looking guy. His his abs. He's got abs. I'm very impressed with those abs. He's got some sort of loincloth on. Yep. He could be one of the members of Manowar. Yep. Or or going on the television show Man O' Man. Yeah. But on, t- on the top half of his body, he's wearing this really horrific looking cow skin head, head with horns. Yeah. And it looks really creepy. Yeah. It's like when you see those creepy Easter Bunny pictures from the 70s and they've just got the Easter Bunny picture, the, the mask wrong and it looks really messed up. Yeah. It's that level of like, whoa. Yeah. Man. But perfect mask if you're doing a Malachian sacrifice. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, not perfect, but in that realm. Yeah. Which is the, yeah, this is the fourth theory about the uh, Lunar Park fire is that the whole thing was actually a Malachian sacrifice and that guy was somehow part of it. Yeah. Um, there was the, so it's children being sacrificed, which Moloch loves mm-hmm. yeah. to do That's in fire. Um, Godson, mm-hmm. we'll see last name. Yep. Damien was his name, which... Other than the Omen movies, I think it has some significance. Isn't that what Satan's name is in some? And Seven People, Seven Gates of Hell. Yes. Although, like the Malachian sacrifice, I don't know how like accurate they could have been with getting seven people exactly. It seems like a lot of people were very lucky to get out. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah but if you're Moloch, you've got powers. The seven people who died were the ones that were like, holy shit, we've got to get out of here, and they jumped off of the train to try and get out themselves. Oh, right. And then the other people. They all died. The people oh. who stayed on the cart, I think, just trundled out the other side of the ghost train. Oh, that sucks. It was the people who were like, fuck, let's get out of here. Oh, no, wait, we're in a dark tunnel maze with all this weird shit in it. Yeah, yeah. We can't get out there. the ones who, who died. Although apparently the, some people also reported seeing uh, like ghost train carts coming out that were on fire. Right. So it might not have been ideal to stay in the cart. Mm. Mm. But to your point about Moloch having powers, it wasn't Moloch doing the sacrifice. It was a sacrifice to Moloch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then Moloch's yeah, no, not getting point. involved. Yeah, right. No, fair point. So strangely as well, when the ride was on fire – and starting to burn down, witnesses saw the ride, the ride carny folk who run the ride 
still like going in you go to other people. <laughs> I read that as well. Shuffling yeah. people into the ride. Yeah. It's a bit odd, but not odd if you're in some sort of Malachian trance. Yeah. Just trying to feed people into the belly of the beast. Who is Moloch? Uh, we've talked about Moloch before, but have you got some Moloch so for us? Moloch was the god of the Ammonites, um, portrayed as a bronze statue with a calf's head adorned with a royal crown seated on a throne. His arms are extended to receive the child victim sacrificed to him. Mm. And uh, Milton wrote, Moloch was a frightening and terrible demon covered with mother's tears and children's blood. Um, this moist boy. Yeah, yeah. It's very moist. The famous statue of Moloch has seven doors on it. Yep. Um, which were seven kinds of cabinets. The first contained flour. The second was for turtle doves. Yep. The Pretty th- hardcore so far. The third was for a ewe. Yep. Good. Yep. The fourth was DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth for a ram. The fifth for a calf. The sixth for a beef. A cow. The thing I wrote. The thing I wrote down says for a beef. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Maybe two people are in there fighting. <laughs> it's a rap battle. <laughs> it's just like they've got beef. Um, and the seventh for a child. It was because of this that Moloch was associated with Mithras and his seven mysterious gates with seven chambers. When a child was sacrificed to Moloch, the fire was lit inside the statue. The priests would beat loudly on drums and other objects so that the cries wouldn't be heard. Was this tragic fire part of some satanic ritual and the sounds of the fun park drowning out the agony of death? Mm. Who were these people worshipping Moloch in the first place? Ammonites. Cool your jets, guys. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Don't uh, leave the leave play off the kids. Probably some like criminals or pedos or something you could be sacrificing yeah, to Dexter, someone. Dexter it up. It's flour like grain, I guess. It just seems like a weird collection of treats that he's got in there. Yeah. Well, so he's he got is. like a ram and a ewe, then he's got a calf and then beef. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's translation, but like. Flour, maybe he's going to whip up some sourdough. Yeah. yeah. Or a little roux. Make himself a sandwich. White sauce. Make some gravy. Yeah, make some gravy for the with side the, of beef. The, with the beef. Yeah. No, fair point. Make some poutine. <laughs> oh, he's got to get curds in the mix. There's no dairy in this situation. That's what the you've got a cow before oh, you. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. No, fair, no, before you chop up the cow. So no one seems to know who this guy with the bull head is. Like he's never. No one's ever come forward and said, "Oh, that was me." Yeah. There was apparently also witnesses who said there was actually that day a, like a parade of people, like hippies and shit, topless women and people dressed in animal costumes, right, doing some sort of paganish hippie march down the. Wherever it is. So, yeah, I did read something that, like, around that part of Sydney, I'm not familiar with that part of Sydney at all. No, me neither. That there is buskers and, yeah. you know, it's where the ferry gets off. So I think where that photo was taken wasn't actually in the park. Yeah. It was when they were getting off the ferry. Yeah. So prime spot for – why are you shaking your head? Prime spot for getting some tourists hmm. and then fleecing them for their money. Yeah. See, I, I would think – when did this happen again? 79? Yeah. Yeah. So 38 years ago. The muscular looking fella in the picture, mm-hmm. probably in his 20s or th- maybe 30s. I'd say 20s. That, 20s? Kind, of, that kind of physique. Yeah. So well, that's a rig. He, yep. was a, he was a fit looking fella. 
Sure was. So if he was in his late 50s or early 60s, he's probably still kicking around somewhere unless he met an untimely death. It's not like, he looked like he was took care of himself. Yep, yep. He's probably probably lived to a ripe old age unless he gets taken by like a car accident or something. Yeah. Surely he would very he, specific. Surely he would come forward. Yeah. Well, but I mean like well, I have well publicized the photo. Yeah. I think been, it made the Sydney Morning Herald, but yeah. if he was a Daily Tally reader, yeah. Or if he's just a, if he's just some dead shit hippie who was doing his pagan dances. Yeah. Yeah, you or besides Pagan dances one day, epic amounts of crunches at the gym the next day. <laughs> <laughs> like, so he's in his 50s, maybe he's got a button-down job. Yeah. And every day goes to the cafe, reads the paper before he heads into the office. Mm-hmm. His little moment of joy, little quiet time. One day, oh, don't think I can make it to the office, not feeling well, I'm going to stay in bed. Misses the paper. Yeah. That's the day. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. There's a lot of reasons why he might not have seen something that was probably not on the front page of the paper. Mm. Mm. I feel like we I feel like we need to spearhead some sort of campaign to find out who this guy was. Do we have the resources? To find some random busker from the 70s? I don't know if we do. This is why people need to sign up to the Patreon. This is what you'll be funding. Yeah. <laughs> Massive, like, really weird stalking campaigns. It's not stalking, it's crowdsourcing. No, we'll stalk him. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's, oh, okay, not, it's, it's not stalking, it's crowdsourcing or gang stalking. Yeah, as yeah. it were. Because <laughs> I wonder, like, could you find, try and find as many people who were there that day and then try and find out how many of them remember, remember whether there was like a parade by some group? Maybe it was a theatre group, maybe it was a local something else group. Mm. Try and track back, find out what was happening around the time, who was by, in their groups. By this point, a lot of them are old. And I, I don't really want to talk to old people in my day to day life. Jesus, this is the guy who goes down and plays fucking Trugo. Yeah, it's like one hundred and ten percent old people. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, they're really old people. <laughs> but he doesn't talk to them. But he doesn't talk to them. He, he just, just goes, owns them at Trugo. Yeah, at Trugo, go <laughs> sinks sm- the piss and sm- smash down some party pies afterwards. It's <laughs> always party pies. I head home. It's a good day. <laughs> Ask if any of them were at Luna Park in nineteen seventy nine. One of their eyes just glazes over. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm in too deep. Fiery horns just appear <laughs> out of his head. Anything else on the old Moloch incident? Not from me. No. I think that'll do it for Luna Park. Although Moloch is going to make a return very shortly in that Nazi magic. <laughs> Let's talk about Nazis. Bloody love talking about Nazis. Yeah. Glad you said talking about them. Yeah. <laughs> they were not good dudes. No. Anyway, so, you can find us on... <laughs> yeah, Nazis, <laughs> bad guys. Not good dudes. Well, as everyone in the Australian media has, uh, has agreed in the last few weeks, mm. Nazis, not great. So just a quick aside. All of their ideas, still mostly acceptable, just... Don't say you like Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I was going to make a comment about what's happening in the Australian media, but then I thought I'll bring it up in the wrap up for the Patreons. Yeah, right. I watched. So um, you'll have some fire opinions to look forward to if you're a Patreon. I watched. All right, easy on the sarcasm. Yeah. What did you watch? Sorry, Salty. I watched uh, the David Farrier series, Dark Tourist, over oh, yeah. the last week. Smashed through all of them, 
And there's one point where he goes to a... Where is he? I can't remember. He goes to like a war reenactment group and goes and does the reenactment and everything. And he he keeps talking about... He keeps mentioning the guys who are dressing up as Nazis. And there's this big, big uh, feeling amongst all the recreators of history there that you don't you don't say Nazi, they're just Germans, right? And but he keeps saying Nazi. <laughs> it's really funny. But there's he he goes around and talks to people, and they're like, one of them goes, "Is this in America?" Uh, it might have been. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember. I've got a feeling it was in the UK, but I don't think it was. Um. He's oh no, it was in America because yeah. it was they were all being American soldiers, mm. and then there was a bunch of Nazis. And also, no other country does war reenactments. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's in the kitchen tent, and like everyone's just eating together. And he goes to the guy who's dishing up the food. He goes, "Is this weird that like we're all dressed as Americans and we're eating with a bunch of Germans?" And the guy just goes. They're not Germans. <laughs> like, we're just all people. We're just here having fun. <laughs> it's just like, puts you in this place like, you fucking idiot. They're not actually Nazis. But there's these two Dutch guys who go there walking around in like full SS uniforms. And they're just like so happy they can just go somewhere and do this. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's great because we can't do this in our country. It's illegal. <laughs> it's like... Why do you want to dress up like SS dudes so much? And I mean, they do have striking uniforms. Designed by Armani, weren't they? Yeah. And I will, I think I've said this before on the podcast. Uh, I'll say it again. You don't have to, though. <laughs> yeah, you just keep bringing it up. Go on. Their design aesthetic was great. <laughs> All right. So I, I guess we will be talking about- The murder aesthetic, not so good. Not, Sorry, not so Jared. good. Yeah. We'll, we'll be talking about the design aesthetic and the SS and things today. So something I wanted to talk about for a while- was the Nazis and the occult. Because mm. uh, I always sort of had an idea that there was like a lot of occult thinking that was involved with Nazism, but I had to be honest, I wasn't really across it all. Mm. Really? So, yeah. I was the same. I was aware that it was a thing, mostly from Hellboy Comics. Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. But, yeah, was hadn't really looked into it that much. Yeah, I wasn't across the details. Mm. And so we looked into it and I was... Sort of surprised by some of what we discovered. Hmm. What were you surprised by? Well, there's sort of, like Luna Park. There's multiple levels to the connections between the Nazis and the occult. Hmm. There's sort of, there's firstly there's a level where I don't know people try and blame Nazism on occult things. So the idea that uh, the German people were, were so entranced by Hitler and these ideas that they would do. Terrible things they did, you know, millions dead. I think it's that basic conspiracy theory idea. Wouldn't it be a lot easier if rather than a whole country of people going along with this, they'd just been hypnotised by actual magic Mm. or even just hypnotised by some sort of hypnotism? Yeah. And it wasn't just that uh, it was something that happened and could easily happen again. And it's sort of happening again right now. But anyway, (laughs) so that's like one level of it. Yes. Then there's a level of it where it's like there's all of this super weird stuff about the Nazis and the occult, like involving Vril and things, which we I think we mentioned in a very early episode. Yeah, the Nazi UFO. 
yeah. stuff. All and relates Antarctica. back to Vril and yeah. the what, Society and stuff. What Vril is. Vril is like a sort of like a for energy. Yeah, a type of power or energy mm. that, cr- created out of the universe. Sure. Uh, similar to Loosh? Yeah, I guess it would sort of fall into a similar category. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But uh, I, I think we'll get back to Vril in a minute. But yeah, there's these sort of crazy ideas. And then there's also these other crazy ideas about the Nazis and the occult that are all true. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where heaps of like the central sort of core ideas of Nazism were sort of derived from these really weird occult ideas and like weird pseudoscience. Mm. And like not just like their race science, but like heaps of other weird sort of science they were getting up to. So... It seems to be, and I just did a cursory reading on this, and I apologies, everyone. It seems to be they dedicated a crap load of time into being like, oh, we heard that Sweden did some witchcraft. Let's go check that out. Yeah. We heard there were some tombs in Egypt which maybe has, you know, the Stargate portal. We'll go check that out. Yeah. And they were just trying to see whatever they, whatever edge they could get, they really put a lot of time into that. Is that accurate? Yeah. So... Himmler, I think, was one of the driving yeah. guys behind this. I watched a, I started watching a doco on Amazon Prime about Himmler and the occult. You and your buddy Amazon Prime. But I have to, yeah, well, sorry. Sorry for <laughs> rubbing my largesse in everyone's faces. <laughs> uh, I had to stop watching it, though, because it was... Because re- of exploitation of workers by Amazon? Uh, no, because it was really having a go at Himmler for... Uh, he wanted to set up this little castle... Yeah. And he had like a round table, like, and he wanted to have like an Arthurian round table. Yeah. And this doco like kept on going on about how it was like a neo-Arthurian table. Mm. Like they just kept on going on about it. It's like I, I don't stand Himmler, right? Yeah. I'm not a himbo. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but the council had to have a round table, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, a round table, like a round Arthurian table, is good, right? Because there's no head of the table. Yeah. Everyone can see each other and be heard. Yeah, it's maybe good. a lot of stuff wouldn't have happened if they could just have his fucking round table. It's good for collaboration. Good for a game of cards. Yeah, I mean, in terms of meetings, obviously it would have been better if they were standing up. Well, yeah, stand ups. Yeah, yeah. they just helps. Well, that's the thing, though. We don't want to give the Nazis too much good advice on project yeah. management. We don't want the Nazis to be starting to run agile projects. <laughs> Wait. Going back to the start of this podcast, wasn't that what got them in trouble? They got caught in a bloody sprint. <laughs> okay, so Himmler was doing stuff. He wanted his big table. He wanted his big table and I sort of had to turn it off, but then I wish I'd kept on watching. You turned it off just because you got sick of them saying neo, neo-Arthurian? Oh, they kept on going on about it. And then, <laughs> right. and then I was like, you know what I'll do? Because there were two docos about uh, the Nazis and the occult on Amazon Prime. All right. Yep. Like, All right. I'll go watch the other one. I'm sick of this one directed by some guy whose main f- filmographical output is weird war movies with Brian Blessed in the lead. Oh, really? I like Brian Blessed. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to see him as like the main soldier in a war. What? That's exactly what he should be in. Anyway, I was like, I'll go check out the other doco on Amazon Prime with a different name. Mm. Put it on. Same doco. <laughs> <laughs> you got Amazon Primed. The weird thing about this castle, though, is that even though they kept on going about the Neo-Arthurian thing, uh, 
You're not the only one going on about it. Jeez. It was the <laughs> Wulsberg Castle. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure about the pronunciation of that, but it was they picked that spot for their little castle based on this guy, Carl Willigert, who was like a his Himmler's psychic advisor. Mm. And it was based on his prophecies that they should have this castle there. Right. And one of the things they had in the castle, which I, if I hadn't ducked out, I'm sure I would have learned about, was they had a grail room with a spot for where they were going to put the Holy Grail oh. when they found it. The Holy Grail, famous, like, work of fiction. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. They spent a lot of time Trying to hunting. find it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like all of that shit is in, like, the Indiana Jones movies, right? Yeah. Where you're like, all right, well, that's stupid. Yeah. What a stupid idea. But that's all, all happened. They went looking for this stuff. Hey, do you guys want to hear a quick hot take? Yeah, I'd love yeah. it. I watched the first Indiana Jones movie the other night. Mm-hmm. Does not hold up. No, I'm sure none of them aged very well at all. I feel you're wrong. Emma and I were watching it. I was just like. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. It's not good anymore. Nah, I don't believe you. Yeah. Don't watch it. Stay in that place. Stay in that place. I would have watched it not that long ago. Um, I feel like even the core concept of Indiana Jones just going into these places and stealing their artifacts probably is not (laughs) that great. They belong in a museum. (laughs) Um, also, I want to mention the pronunciation of castle mm-hmm. for people that don't live in Australia. Castle and castle. Castle. Yeah. yeah right. Castle. Yeah. Just making that clear that Cam's saying castle. Weird. Yeah. Wait, did I say it the same way as you guys? No, no you say castle. Castle. Whatever. That's all right. It's a Victoria. It's an Australian thing. Uh, other than South Australia, yeah. the only other good state. There's a really great old video from, I can't remember who made it, Funny or Die or someone. And it's like Indiana Jones at a an auction, and they're like, "Up next for sale is Robert Fripp's guitar." <clears throat> and Robert Fripp's not dead, but that's part of the joke. Up for I sale, know who Robert Fripp is. Up for sale is Robert Fripp's guitar, and Indiana Jones stands up and goes, "That belongs to Robert Fripp." And they're like, "Robert Fripp's dead," and he goes, "It belongs in a museum." <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Doctor Jones. It's great. But yes, Indiana Jones movies, brilliant. Watch them again <laughs> many times. Castle. Castle. Anyway. In- inside the castle. Yeah. yeah. Grail room. Grail room. Big circle table. Yeah. Was that the one? I know one of them had the Black Sun Circle. I looked up a lot about the Black Sun. That's that's the Thor Society. Thor Society. Okay. Which, all right, let's, I guess let's talk about Atlantis and Thor. <laughs> before, we, before we dive down, uh, I think Cam and I met you, we discussed this earlier we might have to come back to this because there is a lot in here. There's yeah. a lot of yeah. There's a lot of Nazi cult stuff. All right, so I think I have a way to get to where we where we need to go. Okay. All right, all right. You want to beat the first? No, the okay. first book you need to know about is *The Coming Race* by Edward Bulwer Lytton, published in 1871, which is where Vril comes from, and uh, it's a science fiction book. But I guess in 1871, people were fucking stupid. Whole bunch of people are like, oh, but what if this was real? It doesn't actually say it's not real anywhere on it. <laughs> so this is, you know, modest proposal times, I guess, mm. where they need, where they really need these things spelt out for them. Uh, a few years later, 1888, Helena Botavsky, one of the co-founders of Theosophy, which I'm sure we're going to have to come back to discuss at another point as well. Mm. She writes a book called The Secret Doctrine. And in it, she is very much convinced that Vril is a real thing. But she also posits the idea that there were sort of seven uh, root races from which 
humanity, modern humanity is derived. Okay. Uh, the first race was the Polarians. And they, these came in um, epochs, if you remember, like uh, our Crowley episode, the idea that the time split up into these huge epochs. Mm. So the first race was the Polarians, who were ethereal. Mm. They were not a, like f- solid physical beings. You could breathe one in. Yep. <laughs> well, if you were if you could breathe one in, then you're in the wrong bloody epoch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then there came the Hyperboreans, who we've mentioned before. It was like a, I think a race of giants is the idea uh, there. Yeah. You were into them for a while, weren't you? The, the giant races. Oh, when we were talking about the um, fucking half angel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are they related to them? No. No, there there could so. be some connections mm. to that idea. Yeah. Uh, then came the Lemurian, who just happened to hang out right here in Australia. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh, crikey. Bloody Lemurians. <laughs> Only got ourselves a little Lemurian. Uh, then came the Atlanteans. And we all know what happened there. Yep. Mm. Uh, except, uh, this is the, you can see why there's appeal to the Nazis. So there's the Atlantean race, and then that sort of split up into these sub-races. Some of which were not as superior as others. Oh, no. But uh, the most superior of them were the Aryans, and they got out of Atlantis before it sunk. Right. They went to Tibet, where they hung out and did Tibetan things, started putting together, like, the not-racist swazis on on everything. Yep. Bit of throat singing. Yep. And then they moved west into Europe. Yeah. Looking very white. Yes. While they were doing it. Yeah. That, the, the Aryan, white, Nordic, sort of blonde, blue-eyed yeah. Yeah. thing. The idea is that they, this is the descendants of the Atlanteans. Anyway, that idea became very popular uh, in Germany, in Austria and thereabouts. Hmm. And, yeah, so Hitler and Himmler and all these guys were massively into it. And part of Himmler's job as the head of the SS was running like this department of prehistory to go out and try and prove that all of this was real. <clears throat> it really, it's interesting. The um, the one we did about New Zealand, the pre-Maori races and Moriori races in New Zealand, where people are like, oh, we need to prove that, that white people landed here first. That's really the same thing. Yeah. Like they're going out and saying, nah, nah, there's, there's white people in New Zealand before uh, any other one, anyone else came along, mm. so therefore we're superior. That's exactly what the Nazis were trying to do. Yeah. So part of their problem when they were talking about how what a superior race they were was that, like in history, their pe- like the people in the Germanic regions, had been like mucking around with like basic stone tools, mm. while the Greeks were busy down further south building the Acropolis, mm. Mm. and so. They had to do some historical gymnastics to sort of prove that actually it was like the Aryans who'd pop down to Greece for a little bit, set up this much more advanced society, <laughs> and then fucked off back to the wastelands of the north to, you know, just have some, just camp out for a bit maybe. Mm. Did we talk about this in Atlantis? They went looking for Atlantis to find some sort of like super energy weapon. Yeah, I think that was related to finding something for Vril, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. So this is where it gets into slightly trickier territory, how into Vril the Nazis were. Yeah. In the 60s, some books came out that there'd been a Vril society. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm. there was the Thul Society and the Vril Society. Yeah. I think one of them was... The Thul Society is what people think the Nazi party came out of. Well, that's that actually happened. So the Thul yeah. Society was very into this Aryan theory with all of this stuff. Oh, by the way, aliens are massively involved in this. <laughs> like, they came down and, like, sorted this out. Some of this, like, stuff where the races are all mixing or, like, being... Some, Becoming inferior. Some of this is happening on other planets mm. before they end up on Tibet. <laughs> this is just Scientology, right? Sort of. Yeah. Interesting. Carry on. But uh, yeah, so the, the Thule Society uh, ended up sort of becoming the Nazi Party. They became like the precursor to the Nazi Party. Yeah. And then, yeah, Hitler was like, let's whack a few extra letters onto this. Yeah. The Vril Society, it's not really clear how real they were. Mm. But. There's an idea that there was a, like a core group of Nazis who were out there trying to get their hands on some bloody Vril. Yeah. Which would have won them the war. Yeah. To um, power all their UFOs. Mm. They didn't need to crash it on Earth into Antarctica. Yeah. You said there were seven races. Uh, yeah, there's two more, but they haven't come yet. What? So the I think the idea was that uh, we would uh, evolve. Mm. And I believe we're supposed to go to Mercury to do some of this. Evolution. Really? Or maybe we evolve and then we go to Mercury. Maybe we evolve and realise that Mercury's not that great. Yeah. We should, whoever wrote it should have chose Mars. Yeah. Or we're on the best planet already. Yeah. Or it doesn't really matter which planet we go to because they're all basically made out of ice. What do you mean? I'm talking about the world ice theory. Oh. Or the Jeez. Weltus. Oh, I can't pronounce this. Weltus Air. <laughs> Uh, this was a theory come up by a guy called Hans Horbiger. Mm. Uh, classic Nazi scientist. HH. He sort of came up with this, not really through rigorous scientific testing or anything, but uh, it came to him in a dream mm. that uh, everything was made out of ice. He saw he had a, like a vision that uh, like the earth and the moon and all the planets and everything were all sort of made out of ice and it was all it had all just sort of been banged out in different ways. <laughs> and so we ended up with what we've got. So so that sounds fucking stupid, right? You know who loved it? Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but he didn't just wake up and go, oh no, this is not ice. It's a different c- collection of atoms and it's no normal life. He just thought his bed was ice when he woke up. Yeah, he, he woke up and he was like, oh, right, I get it. Everything's made out of ice. And it's sort of ice in different sort of forms. Yeah, yeah. But everything was made out of ice. It was the world ice theory. Uh, it was sort of a bit of a fringe theory because obviously the world's not made out of ice. Mm. But uh, when the Nazis started to pick up steam, the people that were into this, they were really good at like getting their message out mm. and they saw the writing on the wall and they're like, let's tie this super closely to Nazism. And so they really positioned it as like the anti-Jewish scientific theory because you had this Einstein Jew mm. going on about the theory of relativity and not mentioning the ice at all. Uh, here's the proper German theory of how the universe works. And Hitler was like, yeah, that's great. And and was massively into it. Wow. <laughs> to the extent that, like, the Hitler planetarium was going to have a whole floor dedicated to this idea. <laughs> I mean, I guess everything is made up of atoms. Yeah. 
Does he think what if all those atoms are ice? Yeah. Does he does he think that's the same thing? It's weird. This is why they couldn't build a bomb. So I thought it was ice. <laughs> trying to build it out of trying water. To build out a bomb. <laughs> uh, right. Stop the melting. Yeah. Interesting. What else we got? Well, the whole real UFO thing always takes me back to my my fun place of hidden Antarctic UFO Nazi bases. Yeah, everyone's a fun place, to be fair. Yeah, and in, a, in amongst all the occult stuff, did you guys come across much of the Spear of Longinus? I did a little bit. Yeah. So this was more of what Himmler was up to. Hitler, war for Hitler. Yeah, yeah Hitler was obsessed with the, the Spear of Longinus. How the fuck does he have time for all this? You know what I mean? Like he's starting a freaking world war. 24 hours in every day. And then he's just like. Yeah, he was oh. on speed a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, I heard about this cooked spear. Yeah. I'm super into that. So the Spear of Longinus, for who doesn't know, I don't. the Spear of Destiny, you don't know what it is? No. So Jesus gets put up on the cross. He's crucified. Yeah, not having a great time of it. <laughs> After however many days he was up there, yeah. a soldier whose name in history or in the story, his name is Longinus, went up to Jesus with a spear, stabbed him in the side. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. See if he was dead or not. One of, the, one of the famously unnecessary spearings of history. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fucking, uh, yep. No, nah, he's dead. Because, like, that, that guy is, like, sort of the archetypal dickhead. Like, the asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's bad enough that they've nailed him up. But the, the, he's the one guy that was like, oh, I'll just give him a little poke with my spear. Yeah. And all the imagery of him with that cut on his in his ribs, mm. there's blood coming out, right? Yeah. Well, I think when they put him up there, they crucified him and stabbed him. Okay. And then he went. This is they went back with a spear to stab him poke again, him, see if he was dead or not. Poor bloke. So the, there was with a stick, though. Is my point. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a rock at him or something. Hey, hey, mate, <laughs> you alive? No, they gave it to bloody dickhead Longinus. I'll, I'll kill him. He's like the fucking bully dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's all this mythology and mysticism surrounding this the lance that whoever has it becomes basically undefeatable, wins everything, best best guy ever, huge. Trump's probably got it. <laughs> yeah. But um the and that losing the lance results in a downfall of the owner. So Hitler was like obsessed with coming into possession of this thing. There is a bunch of them. In the world that are purported to be the spear of Longinus. Mm. There's one in, I think, Vienna. There's one in the Vatican. There's one in the Vatican and there's one in Vienna. You would think the one in the Vatican would be the one that everyone thought was the real one, but yeah. it's not. It's the one in Vienna. It's <laughs> why <laughs> um, so Vienna's winning so many wars. Yeah. <laughs> Most livable city now as well. Shit. Yeah. Jesus. Fucking <laughs> spear. It's the spear. <laughs> Um, so a guy called Ravenscroft wrote a lot about it, um, and they mentioned it also in the Hellboy movie that Hitler got the Spear of Longinus. Um, I also thought it was funny because they they had the, they have the spear and then they lashed a nail from the crucifixion to it, and then years later they wrapped silver around the nail to make sure that it stayed on there better. Then a bit later, they wrapped gold around the silver to make sure the silver stayed on there. So now it's like a spearhead with this big bit of gold wrapped around it. So, like, in order to, I guess, like, stabbing someone with a spear while they're on a cross is a mean thing to do. Yeah. 
stabbing the son of God with a yeah. spear turns it into a magical but spear. But then they, then they just kept on making it more decorative. Yeah. Oh, we need to trick this up a bit. Yeah. When Jesus comes back, he's going to be stoked. Yeah. Hey, woo-hoo, check it out. Hey, get it away from me. <laughs> Bill Hicks had a bit about if everyone's, all these people are wearing crosses. You think Jesus comes back, he's going to want to see a cross. It's like going up to Jackie Onassis with a little sniper rifle pin. <laughs> um, but the apparently all the sneaky U-boats that fled Germany and went to the various places, Argentina and the secret UFO base, they smuggled the spear away to Antarctica. Them, to Antarctica. And then later on, a secret Nazi society went and got it, took it back to Europe. Right. So it's in Germany now, but we don't know where? Or is it in Vienna? It's or? in Vienna. Okay. Can you see it in Vienna? Uh, I believe you can. Sweet. Yeah. If it's a real one, though, the Nazis might still have the, the real one. Hmm. I don't think so, though, because they famously lost. Mm, yeah, yeah they didn't help them. They're hiding in the hollow earth. Yeah, no, good point, Ken. Counterpoint. So uh, one of the other things that Himmler was like looking for, because he was sort of obsessed with the witch hunts through Europe. Yeah. Because he felt that that'd been a cover for like uh, targeting Aryans. Mm. But yeah, there was just some weird stuff. Also, the really weird thing about uh, like all of these guys in the prehistory unit of the SS, who... The, uh, I guess as far as like the evil rankings of the SS, and maybe not the most evil, there was a bit of crossover with a lot of these weird science guys with like the really bad stuff. Mm. But um, like in the post-war period, in the denazification, like uh, these guys weren't getting locked up. Mm. They were they were still like the main archaeologists of Germany. They were like, let's just go back to I don't know looking at caves and less looking for spears. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's still the same thing. We're just going to find it and then preserve it for future generations mm-hmm. rather than find it and then use it to enslave humanity yeah. in the name of the Aryan race. We're just going to go back to looking in the caves for just normal stuff. <laughs> it's all right, fellas. We know there are rules in there still somewhere. Um, so I found a little bit of Moloch gear. Ah, yes, our mm. old friend. Um but not the Winston Churchill thing. No. I found that – so allegedly there was this um, this altar that was uncovered in Greece in like the 1800s. It was the per, uh, Pergamon altar. And some German um, archaeologists found it. And then they – it was kind of ruined. It was this huge altar. It was a huge kind of steps and everything. And they thought – oh, maybe it got called Satan's Throne because it was big enough that Satan could sit in it if Satan was a huge dude. Yeah. Um, so they removed it like brick by brick and sent it, put it into Germany and it stayed there. And then I think Hitler's architect, the guy that kind of did all the design that Salty loved so much, um, <laughs> saw it in Germany in this museum and he's like, oh, that's pretty sweet. We can kind of recreate that. And so, you know, the big, like, when you see Hitler giving a speech and he's kind of surrounded by, like, big sort of buildings architecture, that's kind of based off Satan's throne. Right. So the theory was that Hitler was possessed by Moloch um, and he was kind of a personification of that and he had built that throne to honour Satan. Uh, and then Obama got tied into this one where, like, apparently Obama visited Satan's throne and gave speeches there. Right. I tried to look that up, and you just you just get all that fucking cooked fake news mm. stuff. Like Obama literally 
bloody Satan. Look at him going and doing. It turns out he didn't. Like he just visited the the museum where it is, right. and it's just a normal museum with yeah. this cool thing that you're going to go look at. Yeah. And then I think he gave a speech somewhere else in Germany, like, oh, he went and did bloody Satan things. Yeah. It's not like Bonzo goes to Bitburg. There's nothing like Bonzo goes to Bitburg. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was kind of a, it was an interesting. Like I was trying to find, you know, like that History Channel style information around the the stories around this, and then the actual story. Mm. Because Obama was tied into it, that it just dominated all the Google results. Right, where you couldn't really find anything other than. Uh, if you Google Pergamon's altar, you're going to get Obama stuff. And you're not going to get, like, the actual story, whereas the Wikipedia page doesn't even mention the Satan's altar part. Right. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Have you seen that meme where it's like, I, I like driving around seeing buildings that were obviously pizza huts? Yes. And then the bottom picture is Germany be like, and there's like a Burger King built <laughs> oh, in the, that's yeah. inside this massive concrete building with like you can see the shadow of where the big eagle used to be on the yeah, front of it yeah, yeah. like a brutalist structure yeah it's this big brutalist building and it's just like clearly an old nazi building with like a burger king sign on the front of it um yeah, yeah. but churchill also dropped some moloch gear on Hitler, yeah so in his memoir uh sir winston said Hitler had conjured up the fearful idol of an all-devouring Moloch of which he was the priest and incarnation. Mm. Which sort of gets thrown around as the sea. Yeah. But it's just like Churchill being like, what's like the fucking nastiest thing I can say about this Hitler bloke who I famously didn't get on with? It's a metaphor. Yeah. Whereas the conspiracy forums now use that as like, oh, see? Proof. Yeah. Yeah. Proof. Also, proof Hitler was a bad dude. <laughs> Got him now. We needed that. <laughs> Finally. Thanks, Winston. I also saw in that, uh, that sort of idea that uh, like the Nazis were using magic mm. sort of th- thing. Uh, apparently Hitler's suicide on April 30th, or I think it was on April 29th, uh, was Walpurgis Night or Witches Night. Mm. And that has some sort of significance. I think it's probably more significant that he was about to get captured. Yeah. Mm. And so he took the quick way out. Yeah. He wasn't like, <laughs> it's all over me. My my life's work is ruined. I wonder what day it is. Ooh. Ooh. Which is nice. <laughs> Better knock myself off. Yeah. I saw one critique of like a History Channel thing where one of the bits of proof they had that Hitler was like this master magician was there was some guy in the Nuremberg trials was asked like, would you still... If Hitler was here, would you still do what he said? And he was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, wow. His hold remains on this guy from beyond the grave. It's like, well, firstly, the question is, if Hitler was here, would you do what he said? He's yeah. like, yeah. And also, like, this guy's about to be executed for being a Nazi. Yeah. Like, this is not the time to be like, oh, no, I don't, I don't know about <laughs> Nazis, eh? And also, he doesn't want to fucking dog his mate when his no. mate's dead. Hmm. No. Oh, I'll stick out for my mate. I am um, solid dude. That that Nazi that was about to be executed. <laughs> There's a great bit that someone, it's some other comedian's bit, not like some other comedian, not me. Like I'm a comedian. <laughs> yeah. But there was a I saw a thing. I think it was on a Norm interview recently, and the comedian said something about say what you will about Hitler. At least he did 
kill Hitler. <laughs> that sounds like a normal McDonald's. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't though. It was someone else. Uh, did you guys come across much Hess stuff? No. No. I think we'll probably be coming back to Hess then. Do we want to come back to Hess and do a full show or a full halfer? I reckon. What yeah, do you have I, gear now? I reckon there's a full topic in Hess. Oh, the only thing I've got is Hess was just cooked. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. Just skip that episode when it comes up. Cam's just wrapped yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. One of one of the things I learned about Hess while I was researching is that Hess has sort of famously uh, went around everyone to propose a truce with the Poms. Oh, this is the bloke that bloody parachuted. Yeah, parachuted into the UK. What I didn't <laughs> realize about Hess is because I knew that when he was you know captured, he sort of went a little bit cuckoo. What I didn't realize is that maybe that wasn't just because he was captured. And he was like trying to put on a thing. Maybe he was just absolutely nuts. Right. Part of the reason why he apparently went to do that was because his astrologer told him to do it. Right. Who did we talk about on the podcast that was going to go over and broker a deal with Hitler? That was Hess. So Hess parachuted in to the UK. No, but someone else from out, someone else was going to go over and wheel and deal with Hitler. Who was that? I think it sounds like Trump. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was someone. I'm sure there was someone we've talked about, not like Alistair Crowley or someone who was like, not like talking with mm. someone in the Nazi party and was like, I'm going to go over it. Oh, or is it Kim Jong I'm thinking of? It sounds like his because that's exactly what he did, but the other side. Yeah. I can't think of any other. Oh, that's going to do me freaking head in. <laughs> uh, just, I guess, one final thing. Apparently Crowley uh, went over to hang out with Hitler. No evidence. Crowley. No evidence of this anywhere. Right. Uh, that was in a series of short stories or something, right? Yeah, it's not like it's not like in his diaries or anything. But yeah, there's an idea that he went over because yeah. I guess he was like, "Oh, my fellow magicians." <laughs> it's like Hitler. Do you want to come into the desert with me? <laughs> so anyway, well, should we wrap this puppy up? Yeah. Yeah. Where do people find us? They can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash hypothepod. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher. Anywhere you want to listen to us, you can. You can check out some merch on Redbubble, but uh, if you're on the really good merch, yeah. buttons and pins that will make you the sickest lass or lady, mm-hmm. so lad or lass, yep. at a... <laughs> Next. Ha- however you want to identify yourself, yeah. these pins will fucking just yeah. make you look fucking schminging. Listen to this. <laughs> oh. They're made of metal. It's only a little bloody Rowdy Roddy Piper. No, that was the cooked unit. Oh, pin. that was the cooked unit. The Rowdy Roddy one sounds like this. Oh, yeah. Still quality. You'll be the sickest ladder lass down the lodge with these cooked pins. Yeah. So do check out patreon.com slash hypothepod. Uh, you, you also can- find some bonus content there as well. Yeah. Bits and pieces. All the wrap-ups. I chucked up the little funny animation that I did of Alex Jones like a year ago or something. Yep. It's a bit of fun. Yep. We've always got little bits and pieces yeah. going up. And even a few bants going in on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just bants when we own you on there. <laughs> <laughs> jump uh, on, if, you, if you are one of our patrons, jump on the community page and yeah, if leave you- us. If, you want, if there's anything you want us to have a look at or if you've found anything for us to check out, we'll have a look. Yeah. I can find you, right? You can find me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com. My book is still in stores. Yep. Keg, keg bottle, bottle beer. Keg, keg bottle beer, famously called that. Uh, keg bottle can. <laughs> Bloody 
<laughs> Boo to the journalist that called a keg bottle beer for an entire Twice article. Twice in an article. I don't get that much publicity. I need all I can. <laughs> uh, so I'll do. Uh, you can get me at Saltmarsh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. Tohida has a Patreon you can oh, check out. Well, it's been my thing. I've pushed it every week for fucking a year. Um, but do check out our Patreon too because it's also it's pretty different. Good. It's also pretty good. Yeah. Also, I think were we gonna throw it out there? You can cut this if you if it's not. Yeah, no, we'll thing. throw it out there. We're gonna throw it out there that um, if you happen to support one of our other Patreons, gather around me or Oliver Time or Tohider, mm-hmm. and you also come over and support Hypothopod. At any level, at any of your any level you want, package deal. Um, we'll also give you one of the little cooked unit lapel pins. Yeah, cool. So if you give, say, I love a time. What have I got? A five bucker. Yeah. And you give a three bucker. Yeah. We'll send you a pin anyway. We'll send you a pin. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And you can find me at Sextonheimer on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for other podcasts, which will have an episode out this week after a month's break. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians I said don't worry about a thing Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which. Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clear.